There seems to be a contemporary belief among many Christians that being part of the church is an individual matter. And that you're not essentially bound to life, community with other people. Those sorts of people, uh, they've got a wonderful name for them, post-congregational. They are post-congregational, unwilling to commit their individual gifts to serve the body of Christ. And too sad, too sad, because the Holy Spirit graces our personalities. A father who loves to give good gifts to his children so that we can share our gifts and our talents with one another, building the church, building his kingdom, and changing our community. Paul's situation and our situation are pretty similar because they show us that the Christian church has struggled with unity throughout the ages and its uh, identity. It's not a bad thing, I suppose, that we can read about this because it can bring us comfort that we're not alone. This has been faced by the Christian church through the ages. However, it's a bit like being an author with no one to read your book or being a singer with no one to listen to your songs or being a rugby player I finally acquiesced and given up football as a kind of (laughs) being a rugby player because I know you like rugby here being a rugby player and not having a team to play the church is people in relationship it's you and me you and me struggling to live in community, empowered by the Holy Spirit to live the gospel of Jesus. If this building was to disappear tomorrow, the living body of Christ would carry on. You and I would be striving to do our part because we know that unity in Christ is enough to sustain us through all of our human failings. Paul and his mates knew this truth about the church. And he preached the message tirelessly about unity. Go away and read the passage again. When the Spirit descended on people at Pentecost, the miracle was not that everyone spoke the same language. The miracle was that people of different nationalities and languages heard and understood the gospel, the good news. The Spirit was the universal translator of God's love. The Spirit came and filled them with joy so that they might know Christ, that they might know that he loves us forever. Paul affirmed the right of individuals to be different. And I affirm that here tonight as well. But it's the same God, right? Jesus is in me. Jesus is in you. It's the same Jesus. It's okay to be different because we all believe in the one and the same Jesus Christ. My old boss always used to say he, we were in a church which was uh, similar to this where lots of people held different views um, and there were lots of different denominations 
in that church. And I said, how do you keep the tension together about the Baptist guys wanting their wine in a particular manner at communion and the Pentecostal guys always shouting, amen, brother. And he said, well, it's easy. He said, I just keep the main thing, the main thing. Everything else is secondary. Jesus Christ is the main thing. It's okay to be different. Maybe you love the organ. That's okay. Maybe you love the tambourine. That's not okay. (laughs) God didn't clone human beings or anything else in all of his creation. And when God came to us in Jesus Christ, he removed forever all the barriers that prevent us from living with the inevitable tension of our differences. He gave us the potential to realise the freedom of our full personalities, living life to the full with everything that we are, every fibre of our being, through the love of others. Christ's love is the energising current that courses through the body of Christ. And if you haven't received that from me, then I am sorry. If you don't think, if you feel like you've been undersold by me, then I am sorry. Forgive me. Paul knew that this love was the only grace that would sustain the community when chaos engulfed them. Everything else, when everything else is blown away, when others hurt us, when our love is betrayed, when I have hurt you, when we have hurt others, the love of Christ will endure forever. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. His grace is sufficient for you. Paul preached that grace not based on any concept of human institution or human power. It's a grace which eliminates all boundaries between the Jews and the Gentiles, between the Baptists and the Pentecostals, between the Anglicans and the Catholics. Well, in some places. the mystery of a powerless Christ on the cross whose selfless act of love invites us to live and love each other in community. We are God's people coming together, the Holy Spirit binding us to Jesus, living in the love of Christ in community with each other, diverse talents, each one of us with our own gifts to bring. And Paul says that whatever you have to offer to the church, it is to build each other up. It is not to tear down. Saying I'm speaking the truth in love and then disguising it, wrapping it up with some mean comment is not good. I am a pastor for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. I am a prophet for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. I am a teacher 
for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. Whatever you are, it is for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. That is why God has gifted you your lovely gifts, your personalities, your traits, your talents. Church is a relationship of love for each other that is set free in the unity of Christ. There aren't many lords, there is only one Lord. And we all belong to him. There is only one spirit who seals. There's only one baptism, one faith, one hope to which you have been called. There is only one God, the Father, the sovereign one who stands over and above all the other gods and goddesses as the rising sun does to man-made candles. We are the church living in a garden meadow of many types of wonderful flowers and some choking weeds that sometimes are beyond our power to separate. The lover of good order and conformity will be disappointed in the Christian church because the Holy Spirit blows where it wills where he wills. Whether you are one who aches for order or who lives comfortably in an untidy house, the church will defy our individual tendency to try and control it. You can try and control this church, but you won't be able to. But the good news is that we have a place which has the easiest membership of all. Love God, love others. Christ has no second plan. You are his A plan. The Holy Spirit calls you and I together to be the church. Our identity is this. We are the church created by God the Father, redeemed by God the Son, and sustained by God the Holy Spirit. Unity is already Christ's gift to us as long as we set our compass in the direction of Jesus Christ. Let's stand together. Just before the band um, strike up to play for us, I just want you to think a moment about our church and where we need to grow towards maturity. Maybe the Spirit will inspire you. I pray God will speak to you. And you might want to come and share that with me or Claire afterwards. Where does this church need to grow towards maturity? And another question for you. Where do you need to grow What do you need to do to grow towards maturity? What's the one thing that the Spirit is telling you right now? You need to do this. Maybe it's to repent of your differences and the words that you've spoken over somebody else. Somebody whose Christianity is different from yours. It's a different expression.
Maybe there's somewhere where he wants you to go deeper in your spiritual life with him.